0: The unsurpassed, penetrating, and perfect truth is seldom met with, even in the hundred thousand myriad er kalpas. Now we can see and hear it; we can remember and accept it. I vow to make the Buddha's truth one with myself. Homage to the Buddha, homage to the Dharma, homage to the Sangha. Can you hear me? Are we doing anything? Are we audible? how about that is that better can you hear no no everybody's shaking their heads (laughs) (laughs) how many minutes you're getting professional help ah that sounds better yes we're in business Okay. thank you so today I'm going to Today I'm going to talk about allowing, allowing space. Okay? Yes. Allowing space. Not creating space, not making space, not leaving space, but allowing space because space is always there. We can't create it. It's everywhere. And allowing space in all kinds of ways that I could think of anyway. For most of us, our lives are filled with stuff. All kinds of stuff. And our minds are filled with stuff. Things. Most of us have lots of things. We buy things. We keep things. People give us things. We have things everywhere. And at this time of year we're giving and receiving things. Some are very welcome, some not quite so much. You see the thing like, what do you give to somebody who has everything? Well why give them anything? Just give them peace and quiet give them some space. <laughs> You're kind of driven by this expectation of gifts and the like. Monks have a lot of stuff too, you know. You wouldn't think so. We try to live simply, not have too much stuff. But when one of our monks dies, there's all this stuff to deal with. And then the rest of us think, oh gosh, let's get rid of all my stuff. And we start getting rid of things that we didn't know we even had. I finally I had a huge stash of plastic bags. I can't bear to throw away plastic bags. There's an enormous pile of plastic bags. (laughs) It's so satisfying getting rid of stuff, actually. Activities. Some of us feel compelled to be always doing something. Filling our lives with doing this and that. Some of us, we may retire and be busier than we were before. Just always wanting to be doing something. Reverend Master, I remember saying to one of her monks many, many years ago, oh, you're always improving the shining hour. Like you can't just be quiet and sit still and be at ease. You always had to be mm. doing something. You know. Often she'd call a monk over to our house, especially a very busy senior monk, and have them just sit there. They'd be sort of like waiting for her to tell, give them something to do and... She wouldn't say anything. They'd just be sitting and finally she says, Relax, be at ease. Just be. She would say, just be. Or well, could they just relax and be with her? Or were they kind of endlessly squirming and worrying about all the work that was piling up? I think often the latter. Very understandable. Well, she was trying to teach them something about just being at ease and not always be doing. Social media. We know it can be a curse. If we let it take over our life, if we can't be separated from our phone for even a moment, there's an anxiety when we have to put it down for a second or, you know, for a while. Why, you know? To let go of our being attacked, you know, connected with everybody all the time, somebody might be texting us, maybe something is happening I don't know about, or this, uh, this kind of compulsion which is not always satisfying. Information. You have access to all kinds of information all the time, everywhere, about absolutely everything, anytime you want. Some of it accurate, some of it a lot of it inaccurate or misleading. And it's not always a blessing. We can get sucked into a vortex of information. Even benign information, you get led from one thing to another thing to another thing and then suddenly an hour and a half has gone by and you think, what am I doing? You know? Or we can fill ourselves with opinions about everything under the sun, whether they're useful opinions or not. They're just opinions, and how much of it do we need to know? How much of it do we really want to know, in fact? Maybe not quite as much as we might think. We don't have to know everything about everything. We don't have to be the authority. We don't have to know exactly how this thing works. You know, We can actually let it go sometimes. And to allow more space in our lives, in many ways, can help us to deal with a lot of the stress that we might live with if we're endlessly running after things or filling our lives with things or filling our minds with stuff. It can be hard to keep up with it all. Buying more stuff, it can seem attractive, you know. Then we have the thing, and very quickly, just another thing taking up space in our closet or our garage or whatever. I have enough already. This is the great sacred mantra that a monk friend of ours used to repeat to himself. I have enough already, and I still find it really helpful. You know, Black Friday. Maybe there's something I need that I can get on sale. Let's have a look. Or maybe I don't really need it, but it's a good deal. Or if I don't need it now, I might need it later, and then I'll have it. You know, or I just want it. It could be endless. You know, I have enough already wonderful, liberating. The massive information we now have access to, you know. Well if we're paying attention, this is the key. We can curb our endless curiosity about absolutely everything. Human beings are curious creatures. is where it got, what's got us where we are now. And we can focus a bit more on what we're hmm. doing and not get too sidetracked by this and then by that and oh, look at this thing and that thing, you know. <coughs> instead of having to know everything about everything that's happening in this world. Maybe we can just offer merit for people who are caught up in horrible situations. We don't have to know absolutely everything about them. Just offer merit, both for people, the victims as it were, and the people who create these horrible situations. Offer merit for everybody, because they're all stuck in some kind of hell, actually, you know. Even unintentionally, people create dreadful situations. And not having to know everything and make judgments about everything and have opinions about everything, You don't have to. Just to sit still, and offer merit. You know? Allowing space. Last night I was I was sitting and thinking, what should I talk about tomorrow? And my mind was a blank. And I thought, allowing space. I just sat there. Just exactly what I was doing. Just sit there and. Uh, what might arise to talk about that I thought, well, allowing space is what I was doing. Space to reflect, to contemplate something, something that we're dealing with, something that we need to decide something about, or just the questions of life, you know. Where am I going with my life? Just allowing us space, not just rushing to the next thing. Allowing space. Not having to be always doing something, or being somebody, or looking for something, or wanting something. Just to be able to be quiet. Learning to be quiet. To be fully present and content with this very moment. And that's the thing. Being present. Just being here. That's allowing space. Just being here in this moment. Not having to be somewhere else with my little busy mind, or rushing off to something. Just being here with this present moment. cup of tea, this cat on my lap. How often do we sit with our little cat or dog or whatever? And they're with us, but our mind is somewhere else, just sort of stroking them. And They notice, you know, if you're not paying attention, they'll go and run off. (laughs) (laughs) They're smarter than we are, because they're paying attention. Being fully present and content. Well, fully present, maybe not always content with this very moment. This is meditation of course, that's what we do. Learning to be fully present and still in this moment. Letting our thoughts and feelings and states of mind come and go and not grabbing onto them. Sitting still beneath them as best we can. Letting them arise, abide and pass away. Easier said than done, but that's what we try to do. And when we do this, or we try to do this, Sometimes it's really peaceful. And sometimes it's anything but. Like all hell can break loose. When we'll you just sit still and allow what's there to come up. This can, this can happen, as we all know. And allowing the space for things to come up that we need to look at and deal with. Just to sit there with them. You don't even need to do, do anything. Just to be there with uh, anger or despair or fear or whatever it might be. Allowing the space, it can take a lot of courage and a lot of faith to do that. Just to sit there and look at them. And we can do this without judging the things that arise. That's practicing compassion, courage and faith and compassion. Just allowing things to arise in our mind, not having to make a judgment about it, but just, ah, I'm really upset, I'm really afraid. I'm really angry, whatever it might be. Just to sit there and accept it. Allowing it space to be there and then allowing it space to depart when it's time, not clinging on to it or creating something more. When we allow space, we allow compassion to arise and we allow wisdom to arise. In fact, allowing space is to practice compassion and wisdom. Just that very thing. Just that we're just waiting a minute, just being patient, just being still with it, allowing that space for things to arise. In all kinds of ways, allowing space is to practice compassion and wisdom, because they're there all the time anyway. There's always compassion and wisdom accessible to us. And if we give them half a chance, they can come up and manifest and help us and show us the way. Being fully present with whatever's going on in this very moment, allows compassion and wisdom to arise. When we're with another person, to allow space with them is to be fully present with them, to allow them to speak and express themselves if they'd like to, or to allow them to be quiet if they want to be quiet. They don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be insisting on something, requiring something, just to be there with another person, not insisting on anything. That's allowing space to listen and accept the other person as they are, not judging or comparing or making assumptions about them, allowing them space. And to allow space, there's also to allow time, to allow ourselves a moment, to take a breath before we respond to something or somebody, I'm always saying this because it's so helpful, to take a breath before you say something you might regret or do something you might you not, know, so we can respond more wisely and kindly with wisdom and compassion. Mm -hmm. To take time with another person. Not to be distracted by something else or rushing off to some other thing. To allow time before we make a decision. I mean, it's something we have to contemplate, not to just rush into something and then do something you might regret later, getting stampeded into some decision. Often we think we have to deal with it right now, and very often we can buy ourselves a little time. You know. Let me think about that. You know. And we might act more wisely and kindly. while allowing space. As I said, we can't create space because space is everywhere. It fills everything. Shapeless, without characteristics, everything is embraced within space. We're made of space, mostly. But we're all made of these little molecules that are all them mostly empty. You know, and they break them down into smaller and smaller things, and they still haven't found something solid at the, middle, at the bottom of it. I think we're actually just made of space. Great. And everything else is made of space. Everybody is made of space. All the things, these little molecules and whatever they are, it's just, just space, really. Very comforting, actually, when you think about it, very nice that we made of space. Nothing substantial there at all. So we get upset about all kinds of things which are really empty. And we still have to deal with things. So space is like Buddha-nature, if you want to call it that. Buddha-nature is just like space. It embraces everything, contains everything. Everything is part of Buddha-nature, the unborn, undying. Nothing is outside it for even a moment. I was thinking this morning about a, a talk I did some years back about the dust motes, the space... I want to think? Dust, dust motes within space. I forget what I, how I put it. But this is Master Su Yun, Empty Clouds Analogy, which I mm. dearly love. He says it's like a, a ray of sunlight coming into a dark room, or the dusty dark room. And and in that ray of sunbeam, that sunbeam, a ray of light, you see these dust motes circling around and doing their stuff. Not even doing anything dramatic, just circling around and doing things. And our instinct is to look at the dust motes. But they're there within space. And the space is there all the time. And when you don't see the sunbeam, you don't notice the dust motes. The space is there. But how often... We concentrate on the dust motes, the things that are happening, the things that are moving, the events, the people, the things, rather than the space that embraces it all, the Buddha nature that contains everything. How much of our time we spend looking at the little things of life, the ups and the downs, the despairs, the problems, and actually most of our life is composed of the non-great events. We're just cleaning our teeth or walking from one place to another or just sitting there with our cup of tea or whatever it is. We're not always doing the great thing. We're not always at some pinnacle of success or some abyss abyss of despair or something like that. Most of our life is actually just pretty well ordinary. And it's fine. We don't have to be looking for the great ups and downs. We don't have to be always focusing on those little moving dust motes of events and things and stuff. But actually, we can just dwell content within Buddha nature, as Kazan says. Pure meditation is, is the foundation of our minds to dwell content within our own Buddha nature. Once again, I, can't, I usually know that quote and I can't quite remember it. But it's just like that, dwelling content within our own mind, dwelling content within that space that's what our meditation is, pure meditation. Pure meditation opens us so that we may realize the foundation of our minds and dwell content within our own Buddha nature. That's it. Finally got it. It's the same thing, just sitting still within the, just the fabric of our life. doesn't have to be exciting, doesn't have to be dramatic, because most of our life is not. But just to dwell content, to dwell content within our own Buddha nature. And not be looking for dust motes, you know. When all the stuff of our lives, all those dust motes, all those things, desires, distractions, and difficulties, and thoughts, and feelings, and states of mind, and all that, everything. There's nothing wrong with it. It's all part of Buddha nature, actually. The dust motes are not separate from the space. It's all part of the same thing. It's all empty, actually, and. To dwell content within that stillness, knowing that there's nothing wrong with any of the dust motes, nothing wrong with any of the stuff, but not to get too pulled off by them, not to give them too much importance, because really the most important thing is that stillness, that Buddha nature within which everything takes place, the space. That encompasses us all, that we don't see, we can't see it, we can't smell it, we can't taste it. But it's right there, we all dwell within it, and we couldn't exist if it wasn't there, and it's what we are made of. We're completely made of space. We're completely made of Buddha nature and everything else too, good, bad, and different, the suffering, the cruelty, the joy, the beauty, all the things of our lives, all the things we hear, smell, think about, read on the internet or whatever, It's all part of the same thing, it's all part of the great matter. So when we allow space, we allow room for Buddha-nature, which of course, as I said, is there all the time, we're all within it, we're coming back to it, we're remembering this is the most important thing, like coming back to true north, and we're allowing it to rule our lives with compassion and with wisdom, because that is its very nature, and is our very nature. Compassion and wisdom are our true nature. We just get pulled off. That's our talk for the day. Thank you. Nice to see everybody. We're going to be... uh, Next two Sundays we're going to be closed. I'm sure Reverend Ander will tell you this. We've got our meditation retreat, our monks retreat coming up. So For two Sundays we'll be closed somehow. That's how the days work. So we'll be back on the Sixteenth, I guess, would be the next Sunday. We have a a Dharma, you know, a Sunday event. So um, take care of yourselves in the meantime.